Right, you ready, Brody? Here's a treat. Good boy. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is the Grady Show on Dirt, live from the new, brand new Sweet Bee Studios. I just gave Brody a treat. He's in studio. Courtney, she's got a coffee in hand. She's mm-hmm. in studio. What's up, Courtney? Hey. And we are in the new place, finally. It's been... Mm-hmm. I think I think it's two weeks since we've been recording. Um, so right right after we finished the last episode, we kind of started the moving process. So we've got um, a new house, which you have decorated phenomenal. Thank you. I think you're like Joe, like Chip and Joe Gaines. <laughs> I don't know if I'm we have Chip or not. Style though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying from like the um, um, like the creativity sure. and like the super clean style. Now I would like to think that I'm like Chip Gaines. You're not. But I know I'm not that handy, but I've done some electrical work in the place. Mm, so mm-hmm. I've put um, a couple sets of lights up. And how do you feel about me doing electrical work? Are you nervous or do you sleep well at night? Or do you like wake up and worry about a house fire? No, I'm not nervous. At first I was nervous because you told me when we were dating that you were super handy. Yeah, I am and though. And then when we moved back to North Carolina, you told my mom on the down low, Listen, I told Courtney I'm really handy, but I'm actually not. Not at all. And not so at all. my mom was like, don't let Quentin do any of the housework. He lied and said he's handy and he's really not. He owned up to it. And so when you were like, I can do it myself, I was very <laughs> nervous. But oh yeah, it, it turned out okay. Maybe we should upload pictures or something. We should. You know, I had an electronic like shop class, sure. like an electrical class when I was in high school. And I've watched like a lot of YouTube videos. 15 years ago? Yeah, it was, about, that. it was about 20 years ago, yeah. actually, because I'll be 35 in October. So it was a long time ago. <laughs> but hooking up the wires, you know, it's um, it's a little nerve-wracking because I was a little bit afraid to get electrocuted. So I sure. had called my dad and said, hey, what's going to happen if I, like, touch wires? <laughs> and he's like, well, if you got the switch off yeah. and the house is wired correctly, you won't get shocked. Which so, is a new build, so it should yeah, be Yeah, it should wired. be. But I shut the whole fuse off. Yeah. So I shut the fuse off because I asked him, I said, what happens if I get shocked? And he goes... It'll get you pretty good. <laughs> and so I was like, no, we're not going to mess with that. But as it sits right now, um, the studio room's just about complete. So we've got the desk installed. Or we don't have the desk mm-hmm. installed yet, actually. But the desk has been delivered. And uh, my buddy, Fernie Mercado, Charred Urban Woodworks, he's uh, out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And he's done all of the woodwork for the entire house. So we've yeah. got a bunch of tables for the house. The table we're recording from right now is about, what is this, about six feet by... Um, maybe four feet, no, six feet by three feet. It um, and it's a pretty feet. big, real good chunk of work. He does he does a ton of great work. He's a huge Red Sox fan. Ugh. Uh, yeah, yeah. So when J.D. <laughs> Martinez hit that baseball the other day just over Aaron Judge's head, I, I made a, I made a gift just for him, and he loved it. Um, okay. Yeah, he's actually from Lowell. He, he's loving the season right now. The Red Sox are playing good ball, yeah. and the Yankees are playing good baseball, Fair. which is really interesting because right now the rivalry – is, uh, you know, it, it's at an all-time high right now because out of the games they played, they're dead set even on win-loss, and their teams, and statistically, they're so even, and we've already had one fight already, which is phenomenal, so I'm excited for that series, and they, I, I'm thinking in my head one of those teams is going to the World Series. You think so? And out of the AL, I don't think the Astros are going to go again, and I only say that because, well, one, your chances of going to back-to-back World Series they're not that good. But two, I don't think the Astros are the best team in the AL. I don't think they are. I think the Red I Sox. I thought you said Boston was. Don't the best team in the American yeah, don't League. Don't you think that Boston is right now? Ooh, right now? I don't know. The Yankees right now, right? And here's the thing with the Yankees. They got out of the gate. I think they were 9-7 and seven out of the gate. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that good. But they had a brand new coach. 
they played deep into the postseason last year with a lot of these young guys. So, you know, like with the Cubs last season, a lot of times when you have young players and you play deep into October, the next season isn't so good. But they're also just young players, so they have to learn to hit new pitching and a lot of that stuff. But right now the Yankees are really catching their groove. They've had some struggles from Sonny Gray, who his last start that he went out against the Oakland Athletics, he didn't pitch that good. But the two starts before that he had because he started pitching more fastball. So as the New York Yankees go um, across their pitching staff, Mm -hmm. they like to pitch less fastballs and more of um, like off-speed breaking stuff. Right. What type of stuff doesn't work with Sonny Gray? So the second that he upped his fastball uh, percentage of pitches, that's back to the way he had pitched in Oakland, and that's the way that he thrives off of his fastball. Right. So the whole team's coming around. So right now I think the Yankees are the best team in baseball because they're getting good play from – the, the guys you know, Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, is kind of Giancarlo Stanton. But you got guys like Tyler Austin, uh, Glaber Torres is coming up, new rookie kid, hit a walk-off the other day. He was a Cub that the Cubs got for a role as Chapman. So right. go Chicago because our boy's making the Yankees look good because we are Cubs fans in this household. <laughs> and then you got like Miguel Andujar who's, uh, who's swinging a really hot bat. Um, Who do you think is the best team in the National League? The best team in the National League right now has to be the Arizona Diamondbacks. Really? I don't know if they've lost a series all season long, and they've got really good pitching. Did you anticipate that? Did you know that they Nobody were going to be good? anticipated it. I think everybody coming into this shindig was going to say that the Los Angeles Dodgers were your team. Right. But the Los Angeles Dodgers, I believe, are in third place right now. They've had a lot of injuries. Clayton Kershaw's on the disabled list. Rich Hill, Justin Turner. Then the guys that they have left aren't really repeating their 2017 performances. So Yasiel Puig just hit his first home run today. Really? Just today. Yeah. He's a big boy. Yeah. And then you've got guys like Samurai Chris Taylor, who's not playing as well as he did last year. You know, you're not getting those plays. Then... Um, your, your shortstop Corey Seager's out for the year. He's actually having Tommy John surgery on his elbow. I didn't know he was out for the entire year. Yep, they that announced that. They announced out. that since we had our last show. Right. So since we've last even recorded, that happened. And you so know that's you a devastating blow to them as well. Oh, I know. If you had to make a prediction right now, so then we can like look back on this in October. Who do you think's in the World Series? Okay, now I don't know that the Arizona Diamondbacks make it. No, I know, but you have to make a prediction. If I'm saying right right now now who's going to go to the World Series, I'm going to go the New York Yankees based on their starters, bullpen, bats. Okay. In the National League, I'm going to stick with my original, which was the Washington Nationals. Okay. Now, the Nationals are on the struggle bus, and within the past couple days, Adam Eaton, who's their, their stud outfielder that they got from the White Sox, um, after the 2016 season, and he m- missed most of last year by running into first base and tearing up his knee. He is on the 60-day disabled list now because he had to have ankle surgery. So he's not going to come back. I think he can recover in 60 days from that. Yeah, they went in and re- removed some cartilage. So it's oh, nothing okay. like super, super serious, but it's enough to shelve him for a while. And, you know, they still don't have Daniel Murphy back. Right. So th- that could go one of two ways. I'm going to go with them because here's why. Adam Eaton missed all of last season, came out of the gate swinging a hot bat. Okay. I think that's going to continue because I, I think he's dialed in, and Adam Eaton has proven that time away from the field that he can get dialed in really quick. Mm-hmm. So I think he can do it. Daniel Murphy getting dialed in with his bat, I don't doubt at all. He's got a pretty scary bat. Yep. The only, it's, he's always been my, my life on the line at bat, meaning if – if I'm going <laughs> to die, if some if someone doesn't get a hit, and they're like, Quentin, we're going to kill you if 
so and so doesn't get a hit. It's like Daniel, Daniel Murphy's Murphy. my guy. He always I has like been. Like Quentin, we're gonna burn all your baseball cards and burn your new podcast studio down. Oh. Like, and we're gonna allow you not to eat biscuits and gravy anymore. So if this guy doesn't get a hit, you can never eat biscuits and gravy again. Right. Daniel Murphy's my guy. I trust Daniel Murphy. The only guy I worry about on the Nationals is Ryan Zimmerman. Really? He had a great season last year, but the season before, not so much. And he's coming out of the gate. And you know that was a lot of the reason why. Dave Martinez had to shuffle up the lineup because you saw where Bryce Harper was batting leadoff because he had no protection down the order because he wasn't getting good pitches to hit because Ryan Zimmerman was an easy out, similar to what happened in 2016. I think that the Nationals are getting along like off the field as well. I showed you that Instagram video that oh, I Oh, yeah, found. what was that? Yeah, so Bryce Harper, because I follow him and his wife on Instagram and because they're funny and really just... A cute couple. Oh, yeah. And he's an attractive man. And so I follow him on Instagram, and he put an Instagram story up that um, him and all of his teammates like went to like In-N-Out or some burger joint. Shake Shack, I think, right? Yeah, maybe maybe Shake Shack, In-N-Out, one of those like burger places. Mm-hmm. It might be one that's like just um, in D.C. I don't know if they were on the road. I don't know, but mm-hmm. they all went. Oh, I think they're in Arizona now. I think they're out west. Okay, so maybe it was in and out. Here, I'll tell you right now. Because that's out. I believe they are out west. They're yeah. out west. So they were probably at in and out And so <laughs> he put a video up of, like, all of them. I'm not kidding. Like, getting out off of this, like, I don't know if they all, like, Uber X or whatever the That's big one awesome. is. And they, they got out and he was like, nationals are taking over. And they all, like, went up to the window and was, like, ordering. It was insane. Yeah, you asked me this the other day. You were like, what would you do if you were at Shake Shack? Yeah, what were you doing? And, yeah. all the, you and Bryce Harper and Adam Eaton and the whole crew, yeah. Steven Strasburg. Like, what would I do if I saw Max Scherzer at know. In-N-Out? Like, Mad Max Scherzer. Shake? I, like, I, I would kind of be afraid right. because, like, if you see Max Scherzer on the mound, like, he's a madman. Um, I posted a gift the other day where Dave Martinez was going to pull him out of the lineup. Oh, and, he said no, right? And he goes, you can get the F out of here. <laughs> Brody, what's Brody, up? Brody, no barking. But I, I, I lose it, but hold on, hold on. A slight pause in the action. Brody had to... Use the facilities? Yeah, Brody had to use the facilities for sure. Uh, he had to poop. <laughs> <laughs> and he was barking at us like a madman. That's right, dude. But yeah, you're right, though. The Nationals, they are, they're vibing it in and out. Yep. They've, uh, even though Daniel Murphy, you know, was injured, he's... Uh, does he still travel with them? Oh, yeah. He travels with them. He travels with them. He's with them in Arizona right now. And he is always nice to, you know, give hitting tips, you know, show off the stuff. But where do we go from here? I want to talk about Shohei Otani. Okay. So th- that's what I'm going to talk about now. So since we've been gone for like a couple weeks, I've got stuff like I want to talk about. So Shohei Otani pitched very good today. Six and a third innings, 11 strikeouts. Okay. So that's some sort of Los Angeles Angels rookie record. So not just today's game, but he's thrown like 45 innings on the year, I think. And nobody in whatever span he's pitched, nobody has more strikeouts than he has as a rookie. I have numbers on this, actually. Oh, you're prepared. You came prepared. Oh, I'm totally 100% prepared right here. Look at this. Shohei Otani is the third player since 1908 to have 11-plus strikeouts in two of his first six games as a pitcher, besides Kerry Wood and some guy named Carl Spooner. Awesome last name, by the way. Spooner? Spooner, yeah. I mean, if you're at a bar, I guess you always have something to talk about. Like, it's like a nice pickup line. Yeah, it's like, like my, I mean, my last name's Spooner, so sup. So um, sup. I know, right? But also his rookie... Yeah. 
He oh, this is what it is. He's pitched thirty-two and two-thirds innings in the majors and has forty-three strikeouts on the season, and wow. that's the most by any Angels pitcher. Right. So I thought about this for a second, and what Shohei Otani's doing and how amazing it is. Look at this stuff right now. Shohei Otani has a ten forty-four OPS, and he he is ah, wait 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 wait. He has a ten forty-four OPS, an OPS plus of a buck eighty-one. Okay, so all those numbers mean is he hits the ball and he hits the ball hard and he hits the ball off and he bats like 350, uh-huh. right? So he's a good hitter. If you look at his hitting stats, he's got an OPS well over 1,000, but he strikes out 32% of the guy, almost 33% of the guys he faces. That's crazy. He strikes out 11 guys per nine innings. He throws 100 yeah. and has 1,044 OPS. Like, that's crazy, Town, because his offensive performance is on the upper level of Major League Baseball, but his pitching but pitchers, performance yeah, and is on the upper the level. Best. No, pitchers are awful at hitting. Yeah. But he does the both on such a supreme high level. It's crazy to wonder what this is going to look like at the end of the year. Yeah, and like, when it just he's, keeps getting better. He's obviously going to be Rookie of the Year. I don't think you could – You'd give him, like, the Cy Young Award because he's not going to have enough starts. Right. But, like, I mean, this is a guy that could easily be Rookie of the Year and MVP. Right. And have pitching numbers that could be close to a Cy Young candidate. He just might not have the innings pitched and the body work to do it, which is what what the case might be. Right. So, but the numbers are crazy. It seems like he's getting better. He's a really nice guy, too. He's a a supremely nice guy. We posted on on Twitter the other day about... When he twisted his ankle running into first, he ran he into... He then apologized. Yeah, he yeah. ran into uh, Neil Walker for the Yankees, who was playing first base, and, like, bumped him and gave him, like, two hand waves real quick, like, hey, my bad, like, I didn't mean right. to bump you like right. that or whatever, and I look at that, and then I look back at, you know, when he had his first home run, and just how he handles himself, he... Maybe it's his culture. I, I don't know, but who he is as a person, he brings so much more to the clubhouse right. than just... Swinging a, swinging a big bat and having a big arm. Like, his personality alone, I think, is very... Um, I mean, it's very enlightening. It's very positive. It's very... Um, does he always have a translator? He has a translator. He does. Like, so he's, he's there got, all the time? Yep. That's awesome. Yes, translator is always with him. He got asked post-game today, like, how what's the most amount of pitches he had ever been thrown? Uh-huh. And he goes, I don't want to give you false information. Just check your cell phone. <laughs> like, that's just do a said. Google search. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and that's so He's funny. like, because he was legitimately like, I don't want to tell you, like, the wrong number. Like, right. you should just Google it he's yourself. He's like, I don't know. Yeah, and check your phone. Him and his translator and the reporter, like, they all laughed about it. But what he's doing is amazing. And I love his personality in yeah. the clubhouse. And just how he carries how himself. Old is he? Do you know? He's, he's 23. Okay, he's a 23 yeah, he's year old kid. And, uh, you know, I hope his shoulder holds up. I think at the beginning of the year there were some issues with that or whatever because he had like a couple injections. But he seems like everything's going good. Do you think any of his family came over with him? Oh, shoot. Yeah, his parents were at a game. They did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his parents come to games for sure. That's just such a big move. Like, I wonder if, if he did bring family. Yep. Yeah. His parents for sure come to his games, which is awesome. How much did he get signed for again? His signing bonus was like he makes like the league minimum, right? Yeah, right. And what he got as a bonus, I think, was a couple million bucks. Right. So not a lot. And they said, you know, obviously he could have waited till he was twenty five and made like a hundred million dollars, but he didn't want to do it. Right. And it shows in his day to day demeanor just how much he loves baseball because he gladly 
was like, I'm not going to take that money. I just want to play the game that I love with the best players. And he's not false and he's not fake and none of this is. He'll get that payday eventually. He'll get it, but I don't think that he cares about getting it, but he'll get it. But, I mean, he could take care of his family. He could do a lot of different things. Oh, I mean, yeah. He'll he'll get that payday eventually. He's still a young kid. He's like, a couple millions, fine for now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they're pretty like, good. Like, I don't think he's hurting. And I don't think he made pretty decent money probably when he played for Nip and Professional Baseball. But right. One thing I read today is he's also hit a home run off Luis. Severino and Corey Kluber. Really? Which are like two of the best yeah. pitchers in the whole entire American League, which is wild. And the stuff he's doing, just he can hit home runs off the best pitchers and he can strike out the best hitters, which is crazy. Yeah, it's an um, anomaly. It's nuts. Now, I got a real funny story to tell you. Okay. So, David Price has had, you're, you're obviously from Long Island, so sure. you despise the Red Sox more than anyone. Sure. Sorry, Cody. Sorry, Fernie. Sorry, anyone that listens to this is a huge Red Sox fan. But David Price, he's had a lot of numbness in his hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. From what? <laughs> no, one, <laughs> no one knows what it is. So, he has a mild case of carpal tunnel. Yeah. Right. That's what it is. Now here's here's what here's what here's what I'm about to say right now. So as a mild case of carpal tunnel, mm-hmm. and David Price is a known video game guy. He loves to play video games. He plays too much Nintendo. He plays too much Nintendo. He plays too much PlayStation. The game Fortnite. Yeah. So there are tons of studies about people that play a ton of video games, mm-hmm. like professional e-gamers. They get carpal tunnel. Sure. Now it's well, well known of how you're holding yeah. the controller. There's a girl who did um, an article for The Athletic, and she interviewed David Price, and David Price was like, yeah, we play Fortnite till like 3 a.m. Like what? We don't even care. Like, if a game's over at 11, we'll play Fortnite. Fortnite we'll play it till, like, 3 a.m. Like, that's what we do. We play hardcore. What? And all of a sudden... him and his, like, his, his buddies, buddies on the team? Guys, the Red Sox team, like, J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts, like, they just play Fortnite. Then last year, they just played FIFA. Are they, like, in an underground, like, club or something? It's, you is know... Is that their version of Fight Club? I think it is their version of Fight Club. That's what it is. Yeah. So, like, getting well, down well, low we'll and... talk about it. I could imagine it right now. Like, you go into the clubhouse... And instead of like beer and chicken in the Red Sox clubhouse, it's like a dark door. Right. And you like, you ready to play Fortnite? Right. Instead of like beating the crap out of each other, they like play video games. I know. And now, like the side effects, like David Price doesn't have a black eye, he has carpal tunnel. Well, Dan Shaughnessy, I think I'm saying his last name right. I don't know. But he's like a big time Boston writer guy. He hates David Price. Does he? He starts this article. He writes this article on David Price. He says, game on. Is David Price's ailment linked to video gaming? He's pissed. He's a Red Sox fan. He's mad. The beginning of the article starts out like this. Carpal tunnel syndrome. That's how he starts it. The last word of this article is yuck. Yuck? Yes. And in the middle article, he talks about... Could things get any more hideous for Boston's $217 million starter? This guy is ill-equipped for Boston baseball. He is super mad. Dang. Yeah, he even asked Jim Palmer about what Jim Palmer's thoughts are in his carpal tunnel. Here's what Jim Palmer said. Oh, he answered him? Oh, yeah. Well, because this is a big-time writer, so he can email a Hall of Fame pitcher. Jim Palmer says, well, there are three nerves that affect the way your hand feels. So it's that and karma with a capital K. He thinks David Price is a dick. Dang. Nobody. I don't think a Jim lot of Palmer thinks that. Oh yeah, there are no. And this guy and Karma with a yeah. capital K. Did and he this, do something to personally offend him? The whole time his his whole time his whole tenure in Boston's been awful. Right. 
Yeah, and he's not good. I mean, he had that huge spat with Dennis Eckersley. Mm-hmm. He's completely moon to, mean, like moody to any reporter he talks about. He constantly craps on the biggest stage. He pitched an inning against the Yankees earlier this season and couldn't do it. One ru- reader said that he had bron- bronchitis. Meaning when he comes to the Bronx, like he literally can't pitch. That's clever. But this guy's real mad. Literally starts off the article, carpal tunnel syndrome. And then ends it with yuck. Yuck. So his his underground fight club of Fortnite. Well, people obviously don't hate him too much if they're still staying up till 3 a.m. playing video games with each other, sword fighting. Uh, You know, (laughs) they asked the manager if he thought it was a problem and he said no. No, his carpal tunnel and is not a problem. No, but his starts are all over the place. His starts at the beginning of the year, he had three really good starts, but his last one, like five and two thirds, five earned. He's overpaid. Three and two thirds, seven earned. This is going to go down as the worst contract in Boston sports history. Yeah. They've wasted $217 million on a guy. And carpal tunnel or not, he could never pitch in the postseason with the teams he was previously with. Right. None of this is good for him. So they're mad. And David Price has carpal tunnel, but <laughs> video games take a toll on you. Is that why we don't have a PS4? Because you're afraid of the addiction? It'll ruin my life. I used to play Sega so much when I was a kid, my fingers would callous up. Are you serious? Hardcore. And then I would get so mad. NBA Live 95 was my game. Okay. And and Madden 95. Mm -hmm. So 1995 was a stellar year for Sega games. Sure. Madden 95, NBA Live 95. I would get so mad. I was playing Duck Hunt 95. Duck Hunt's phenomenal. (laughs) Duck Hunt is awesome. Are you a green? Are you a a gray gun or an orange gun? I had the bright orange gun. I mean, we had both, but I always had, I was stuck with oh, the so gray. Oh, so you prefer the gray gun? No, I was always stuck with yeah. it. Well, I would spin my Sega controller around. I'd get so pissed. I'd spin it around like a rope and slam it into the wall and just start beating it. Are you serious? Video games are merciless. David Price has an addiction. David Price needs the addiction network. Oh, he does. Because video games are an addiction. I used to spin that bastard. I would rip the Sega off the TV, off the cords, and throw it on the ground. What? You and it would be game be, over. You needed to be like... Put down. I'm going to tell you this. Put down? <laughs> I need to be put down? That was the first thing that came to mind. Listen, I would get so angry. I went for a span, I bet, a year where I couldn't finish a game because I would just get so pissed. Did your mom, like, think about taking you to a shrink or something? Gosh, maybe she should have. I don't know. But I broke a few video game systems. That's like what David Price management? is going through. That's not normal. I, honestly, when I found out David Price had carpal tunnel, I had, like, all kinds of jokes in my head. But I was like, what's he doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, David Price is a big weirdo. You're probably the most <laughs> mature 34-year-old I ever met. I am. I'm 34 and a half, so don't shave that year off. Don't shave that half year off. I always tell everyone my husband's 35. I always say that. Yeah. you made me see I old. say I'm 29 and my husband's 35. I'm really 29 and you're only 34. Oh, I can't. How old do you say you are? 29. Aren't I 29? You are 29. We did the math a few weeks I know. Ago. I thought I was 28. I had panicked. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Dan Shaughnessy hates David Price, and a lot of people do. This is He's not going to be effective. Next topic, the Atlanta Braves are playing really good baseball. So, Which is weird. I feel like the Braves have sucked. Yeah, so unless you've recently traveled to Mars and just are getting back to planet Earth, right. the Atlanta Braves, statistically in the National League as a team, suck. No, they're, they're really good. No, they sucked before. Holy crap. No <laughs> one ever expected this. But you never know what you're going to get with young rookies, right? So when guys come up. Like, for example, Yoan Mankata mm-hmm. and Dansby Swanson. Obviously, Mankata's a White Sox, right? But if we're talking Braves or whatever, Dansby Swanson, we saw him play AAA last year. Yeah. He was 1-1 that they had got in a trade. And with these young guys, you never know what's going to happen. But uh, Ozzy Albies is hitting a leather off the ball. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ozzy Osbourne. 
was Ozzy like, Osbourne. I was like, wow, he's a baseball player. Ozzy Osbourne's now. hitting the leather. I was like, he's got a travel show. Him and Jack Osbourne, it's the best ever because oh. you can't understand anything that Ozzy says. So and they have subtitles. The Nick Markakis, Freddie Freeman, the whole crew. Sean Newcomb is a phenomenal six foot five, two hundred and fifty pound left, left, lefty, lefty. lefty. That the Atlanta Braves are throwing. He's on your fantasy baseball team. I'm in last place right now. I don't he's, hear it. he's his his injuries are good. He had something happen to him this season. It right. might have been like an oblique or something. I don't remember. His <laughs> past two his past two starts have been really good. And then they got a new guy. I call him Mike Sriracha, but his last name's really like Soroka. But Sriracha sounds better. Is he fire? We're gonna go. We're gonna go. Mike Sriracha. He's pitching phenomenal. And then Mike Fultonevitz. Fultonevitz. That's a heck of a last name. Fultonevitz. Fultonevitz. Oh, Fultonevitz. Fultonevitz. Is that that Jewish? Fultonevitz. Couldn't tell you. I'd have to search the Wikipedia page. But their starting pitching's holding up. And the whole offense, Nick Markakis is having a career year. The Vets are playing good. Even Kurt Suzuki is hitting the baseball pretty well. Atlanta's getting top to bottom. I feel like growing up, Atlanta was really good. I remember Atlanta was phenomenal. 90s yeah. Atlanta? Well, you were watching Yankees games, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I remember growing up and, and thinking that the Braves were a pretty uh, formidable um, opponent. Braves were really good. And Braves got hit with sanctions in the offseason mm-hmm. because they were cheating all that international pool money. I didn't expect this to happen. I thought they lost all their studs and only had Ronald Acuna Jr. left. Dang. But Acuna's coming up and hit 450-foot missiles when he can at 112 miles an hour. Ozzy Albies is doing the job. Ender Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne's hitting real good. The you whole, know what I realized? I just said formidable instead of formidable. Formidable? <laughs> I said formidable. Hey, can I tell you? Can I tell you what happens huh? when you start to record a podcast? Like I do it all the time, and I sound like I have a speech impediment, and I can't say normal words. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So I'll just like Ronald Acuna Jr. is so hard to pronounce when the mic's on. Sure. But so if you listen to this, like you probably think I'm just like had a few beers. <laughs> I do this sober all the time, but like I, know, I just you, can't say you. You did not. You opted out of drinking at dinner tonight. I did. But I said Mike fulton Evans pretty good. You did. But Fulton-Evitt. I for sure didn't drink at dinner. fulton Evans. But which makes the thing, you know, you asked me who I thought was going to go to the World Series from the National League. Mm-hmm. You know, the Braves are leading their division right now. Oh, don't say it. They're the Nationals are third. Yeah, they'll... they'll uh, Weird stuff happens in baseball. Like out. I feel like it's kind of a joke to make predictions because I feel like people will like make all these predictions on the off season based on like trades and pre- and preseason and all that stuff. But it really, yeah. it's anybody's game you all of what? the time. It's always a game of chance, and yep. it's kind of like a shit show. Yep. You know who else agrees with you? Jose Altuve. Really? He goes, I don't deal in projections. Don't yeah. give me projections. So I agree with you. And what we could say is this. The Braves are in a fight for the division. And the NL East is going to be tied. Yeah, but I'm it's not- also May. So, LOL. That's true. I mean, the Cubs are on like a five-game winning streak, That right? might be their biggest of the last two years. Yeah. You showed me a couple good Cubs plays. Oh, I did. We had... Javi. Javi's slide was oh, really great. Javi? Javi's slide was amazing. It was like a slide of hand. Was that hand. last night's game? That yeah. It was last night's game. Yeah, it was slide of hand when he was running into second. Well, it was like a delayed steal almost. Like he didn't he didn't go he, real quick. And that's yeah. right. He was hopping off the back. So it must yeah. have been a ball that bounced in the dirt. And then he... No, I don't even think it was. I think he just was like, yeah, I'll try this because he's risky like that. And I don't even oh, think it was. Oh, he's a gutsy player. He's yeah. all guts. I don't even think it was the ball in the dirt. I think he was just like maybe caught or something. I mean, was like, yeah, I'm gonna go. Yep. And and he it was so sneaky. He was the who the shortstop. Who was he? Who was covering the back? Oh, Tim Anderson. 
Who's a good shortstop, White Sox shortstop, right? Tim, Timmy's good. Timmy's good. Well, he beat him there by a long, long shot. Mm-hmm. And he just was lazy with the tag, tried to put the tag on, and didn't realize that Javi is a magician. It's very David Copperfield, very Matrix. Yeah, very Matrix. It looks like he was swimming, like doing a it butterfly was. thing like Michael and, Phelps. And all of that's going so fast, I don't understand how he moved his hand so quickly. In slow-mo, you're like, oh, that makes sense. But if you think about real time, how fast he's coming into that bag, yeah. the fact that he was able able to even see the tag coming in and then being able to be like, no, gotcha, and move his yeah. arm and slide around it was insane. You're 100% correct on that. And that's why Joe Madden has purposefully, like, Never like oh, if Javi yeah. do does something do. dumb, he's like I've I cannot teach the instinct mm-hmm. out of these players, and Javi's mm-hmm. got it, and it's those type yeah. of plays. You don't want to like, like run the wild. Yeah, exactly. How does he do that? And right now, Javi Baez in offensive war in all the National League is eighth. His wins above replacement right now higher than Bryce Harper. He is hitting the ball better than he ever has in his career, and then the defense is just going to follow. That's what we can name our first child, Javi Baez Sika McCree. I, I totally am. I've always <laughs> said whatever cub. I've always said Javi whatever Baez, player at the time. Javi A hundred percent, Even absolutely. if it's a girl. I mean, I've already had in my head, like, Albert Almora. Because like, Almora in center field has been making, like, ridiculous catches. Could you imagine having a daughter named Albert? Do you know what name I like right now? <laughs> Oduble. Oduble Herrera right now is like second in National League war. He's batting 350. Oduble Herrera, he's got like the gold tips and the dreadlocks. He's got the best hair in all Major League Baseball. I don't care if Bryce Harper has like his hair deal. Oduble Herrera is that guy right now. How do you say his name? Oduble? Oduble. O-D-U-B-E-L. What nationality is he? Herrera? Mm, I can tell you in a second. That's a unique name. But Oduble Herrera, I can get you some stats on Oduble Herrera in a second. But he is playing phenomenal for the Phillies. The Phillies are doing well. You're you're talking an NL East that's one of the strongest, probably the strongest division in the National League. Honestly, the NL East could be the strongest division in all of baseball if you just look at all the teams in there. Like I get that the Astros and the Angels are really good. But if you look at the division. Yeah, the Phillies are getting really good. Aaron Nola right Jake now. Jake is pitching well too, right? Holy crap. I don't know where to start with them. So Jake Arrieta just had like a seven and a third inning performance. Which like is usually two nights ago. he usually only went four. I <laughs> And he would walk like six guys. Yeah. Listen, Jake Arrieta's adjusted the way he's pitching. I looked on fan graphs like a few weeks ago. His strikeout rate's down, but like his ground ball rate's up. He's made the adjustment because he knows his velocity's down. He's pitching to contact more, and it's working because his pitches still have crazy movement, Mm -hmm. but because his four-seamer doesn't have that 95-96 velocity, the past two seasons, the reason why he was walking more guys, because that fastball velo wasn't there, so they weren't biting on that secondary stuff that was out of the zone. Now his strikeouts are down. He's pitching to contact more, and you can see it in the data, and it's working. So he'll go seven and a third and strike out three guys, but it doesn't matter. It was... Looks like he has something to prove. That's probably why he's Man, I can get you this. Let me find you the start in a second. I'm wanting to say it was the Phillies played the Nationals. And Max Scherzer, it was that game of that gif I uploaded where they pulled him out of the game after like the fifth. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was like, nah. Because he had like a hundred and... 15 pitches and struck out 15 guys. Mm-hmm. He was opposed to Jake Arietta, who slowly like was like the sixth inning, like 70 pitches, two strikeouts, but was pitching a contact and they couldn't do anything on right. him. His number, I mean, it's doing good. I can hear, let's do this. Game log for Jake Arietta. I'm going to tell you the past two games right now. Bum, bum, bum. It's weird to see him not be a Cub. It, it, it completely is. I just saw him in that Phillies hat, and I was like, that's so mm-hmm. bizarre. 
Here's what he did in Washington. Six innings. Now, Gabe Kapler on May 6th when they played Washington, he pulled him out early because they needed a pinch hitter. And they did. They pinch hit. Nick Williams got okay. like a base hit. And then they ended up winning that game. Six innings, two hits, two strikeouts. 75 pitches. And how many innings? Six innings. Wow. 75 pitches. Now, the last start he had against the Mets, the Mets have a good offense. Don't tell me they don't. He pitched seven and a third, 101 pitches, only five strikeouts. His stuff's looking good. Then you, you have Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola, he's a bona fide ace right now. He's a top ace. Right. He's a Cy Young contender right now. Then Vince Velasquez pitched Saturday against the Giants, mm-hmm. struck out maybe 12 or 13, had them under control besides he had kind of like a shaky first inning. But otherwise, he had them completely under control. And then they've got a guy like Nick Pavetta. I don't know if he's doing – I don't have any of Nick Pavetta's numbers, nor have I watched any of his starts. Um Jake Arietta's walk rate right now is really nothing to write home about. His K's per walk are down. But Arietta's K rate the past two years has been 23%, 23%. 2015, it was 27%, yeah. which was a Cy Younger. This year, it's only 16%. Hmm. But, but you his, said because people are making contact. I, I, I believe so. Like they're grounding. His whip is just over one. His batting average on balls in play is lower than it's been – even lower than what it was in 2015, which tells me that if guys are putting the bat on the ball, that's crappy pitches mm-hmm. because his batting average on balls and plays really low. Right. So he's pitching to contact. I like the way he's pitching to contact. His home runs per nine, this is a huge number, 0. 0.43 wow. home runs per nine. He got bit by it last year over one. His Cy Young year, 0.39. So they're getting contact. He's not giving up home runs. I feel like last year the Cubs, the home runs were getting him. But outside of the Phillies, of course, you got Reese Hoskins, Odubel. You want to know where Odubel was from? I'm about to tell you. O-D-U-B-E-L. I wonder who's going to pitch when we see the Phillies in a couple weeks. I don't know. We are. Greatest show on dirt. We got two Phillies games, June 6th and June 7th. The Phillies come. Oh, he's from Venezuela. Oh, okay. So he's from, you know, Venezuelan players. That's awesome. Miguel Cabrera. Mm Mm-hmm. Jose Altuve, Wilson Contreras. Yeah. Wait, he's from Venezuela? Mm-hmm. Venezuela? Yeah, he always wears the sleeve on his arm with the Venezuelan oh, flag. Oh, right, he does. Oh, speaking of that, though, the, the Philadelphia Phillies have a catcher, Jorge Alfaro. He throws harder than Wilson Contreras. Really? And hits a baseball really hard. His average exit velocity is crazy high. Yeah. I put him on my fantasy baseball team because when guys can hit baseballs that hard, you just know it's coming around. Right. And he's kind of, ah, I feel like he's hit three home runs in the past two weeks. Jorge Alfaro, Phillies catcher. Watch out for him. He throws hard. How long has he been a Philly? He's a rookie. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They're like the Braves. They've got all these rookies and everything's just lining out. But Odubel Herrera right now, his numbers. Oh, holy crap. How have I not talked about this? This guy has a 40. When did they have played last? An on-base streak of 40 games. 40 games in a row he's got on base. Wow. Yeah, the Phillies record, I think, is Pete Rose at 56. It's a big deal. Yeah. You can open that. No, I'm okay. It's not going to happen. We only have, like, we're, we're probably going to take, like, 10 minutes left. And, you know, this fan, or, I mean, this show, fans, if you're a fan of the show. This fan. We didn't organize this a whole lot. We, we literally just, basically today, I think, got a lot of the big stuff done. Um, so thanks for listening and thanks for waiting. Like I said, it's been about two weeks. Um and we're pumped to get in the new studio. You know, we're it's going to be excited. a blast. But um, the only other things I want to say, I want to mention to you one more thing. Trevor Bauer okay. has accused uh, baseball pitchers 
of using sticky substances on baseballs. Really? Listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. All of the Houston Astros all of a sudden have spin rates that are high as crap because they can spin the ball real fast. Okay. And when you do that, the balls break harder. Sure. It's, it's harder to hit the ball and get a good clean cut on it. It's weak contact. The ball moves. Their strikeouts are through the roof. 34-year-old Charlie Morton set a career high for 14 strikeouts. Is this baseball deflate gate? Two nights ago. This might be baseball deflate gate. But what's even funnier, this is so random. Trevor Bauer is like a science guy. His dad was like some sort of like physicist. When Trevor Bauer was in high school, he took a Newtonian physics class to learn how a baseball spun and how he could make it spin faster. <laughs> That's crazy. And also, hold on, hold on, hold on. What high school did he go to that? He was at a high school in California. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if I have that in front of me. Oh, he took Newtonian physics, Santa Clarita, California. Mm. It's like Santa Clarita Diet, like the movie where Drew Barrymore cheats brains. Oh, that's a Netflix show. I don't think. Yeah, it's a movie. it is for sure. Um, and his dad was his dad was an engineer. So like Trevor Bauer is like the scientific guy. But what's weird is Trevor Bauer. I don't know where he got a science from. He estimated that sixty nine percent of MLB pitchers use this sticky substance. Like, what? Why where is he 60, getting that like, from? Like why sixty nine percent? Like are you? One, that's weird. And two, where is he getting that He for sure has to be Kevin off the office, I guess. Like, I suspect it's 69% are using it. But he's all for it. He's like, you need to let pitchers use sticky substances. And here's why. Did you see Chris Bryant get hit in the head? No, I never saw that. Against the Rockies. Like at 96 mile an hour fastball. No, I know. I heard about it. I didn't watch it. Yeah. And then also, like, Giancarlo Stanton wears the guard because he got hit in the face. I don't know if any other, thank goodness, you know, players that have been hitting the head so far this season but trevor bauer said we pitchers should all be allowed to use sticky substances because they, so they use it and you can't enforce it so they can have more control yeah. because right now pitchers are throwing harder than ever and i'm inclined to say like i agree with him sure because hitters will adjust to what they're seeing so right now if only a few pitchers have a super high spin rate because of the sticky substance that they're using then, like, they're not going to be used to seeing that pitching. Right. But batters will adjust, and for a safety of the game. Level the, the even the playing field. Yep. Well, you know, in the World Series, Justin Verlander said the balls were so slick that you couldn't sign them. He was signing baseballs for fans. And he said it was like trying to sign a receipt at Starbucks on the counter. You know, the real slick Starbucks yeah. receipts? And you couldn't sign them. You can't have slick baseballs like that. No. Those baseballs have got to be secure. Yeah. But also, there are a ton of, like, antiquated rules in place. Like, in the 2016 postseason. Mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer couldn't pitch because he had a cut on his pinky, like on the back of his pinky. He cut it on a drone. Right. Right? Just like messing around at his house. Yeah. And, but they put like stitches in it, but the stitches broke. But per the rule, he couldn't have like a bandage on it, even though it was the back of his pinky and it wouldn't affect the baseball at all whatsoever because of these stupid substance rules. So he couldn't even pitch because he had a band-aid? He couldn't put anything on it. That's crazy. He wanted to. You could. He wanted to put like surgical grade, basically super glue on there to close the cut. Right. And they were like, you can't do it. But MLB's been like that with these like antiquated rules, and like yeah, they won't break bizarre. it. And part of it feels like they're just mad at the players' association. Like Ben Zobrist has with been popped cleats. with the cleats. Yeah. And like it's dumb. And Ben Zobras had the Instagram post, and he's like, listen, like, these all-black cleats, like, they're very classic. Like, I grew up watching greats like Stan Musial and Ernie Banks. And, like, these classic cleats help to recognize, like, the legacy of the game. But MLB, like, won't judge, won't, like, like, budge on it. Like, we're going to fine you for this. 
And like, no matter what. So even if they do find him, will they continuously find him, or is it just like a oh, one and done? Oh, they'll continuously find. No, oh. they'll continuously. If it was a one and done, he'd probably do right, it. Right, he'd just be like, whatever. I'll take the hit. And it's almost like with like them, not, like little silly rules, like don't put anything on the back of your hand, or you know, with Ben Zobras, like not being able to wear his cleats. Wait, but why can Contreras wear that like arm thing, but? Benzopers can't wear cleats. There's a rule, and this confuses me so much. There's a rule in, um, like, the the players' agreement, like the players Mm -hmm. with the union's agreement with the owners, where your cleats have to represent 51% of your team's primary color. Like, I don't know how they determine 51%. What? But it's like the 69% of all pitchers. That's right, but what's crazy to me is, like, why do you even have to have that rule? I don't know. Like, why are we talking about shoes right now when you got guys that don't have free agency for six years? Like right. it's just crazy to me. I don't know, but we're at forty minutes. We'll cut the show loose right now. Okay. Greatest show on dirt. Thanks for listening. We think we're going to try to do three episodes a week. Uh, probably be a different guest every time or whatever. So, but other than that, thanks for listening. We'll get this uploaded. Is there anything else we want to say? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Brody, say bye. <laughs> Greatest show on dirt. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Good night. Bye.